0: Welcome back to Circle Time. It's me, your host, Kelsey Kreppel, and I'm so excited for another episode. It really never gets old saying that. There's a kitten playing with the tripod that's connected to the camera right now, and we got out of that unscathed. I really thought the camera was going down there for a second. Anyway, hello and welcome back to Circle Time. I am so excited to see you guys again, or be talking to you guys again. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone has had a good week and whenever you're listening to this, you're doing well. I guess I'll just jump right in. I have had a pretty good week myself. Actually, okay. I had a really busy week. Like I was feel like I was kind of going nonstop. And yesterday, I just kind of hit, hit the point of no return and was just being kind of miserable to be around. Honestly, like my anxiety comes out in a way that's just so not pleasant. Like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you can relate, but like I was just being mean and like, couldn't figure out why I was feeling so sad and tired and just like truly emotionally exhausted. And I think I just had such a big week of like, like I went on some other people's podcasts, which by the way, were amazing. And I had such a great time doing the podcasts that I went on. I went on the What We Said podcast and I went on the I Love You So Much podcast. They're both Dear Media podcasts. And they were so awesome. JC and Chelsea, the hosts of What We Said were amazing. And Kenzie, the host of I Love You So Much was amazing. And it really was just like so fun. But I think like, I don't know. I feel like I was just like going, going, going all week. And by the time I got to, what the hell day is it even? Today's Saturday. But by the time I got to Friday, I was a fucking miserable, honestly. Like I I, I just had, I think I had over, overdone it a little bit. Like, I guess not socially. Like, I feel like I just had to be like on a lot this week and it just kind of like took a toll on me. But you know what? That's okay. I feel like everybody has those kind of weeks and You're not alone. So, yeah. But I feel a lot better today. And I feel like you just got to take it day by day. And I need to work on not being such a fucking bitch when I'm acting, when I'm feeling anxious, because it just like really comes out just like mean to the people I care about the most. And that is something I need to work on. And it's all about living and learning, and laughing. Live, laugh, love, baby, and learn, and grow. And that's, those are the important lessons for today. Oh, God. But yeah, you know what? Something exciting that did happen this week that I did was I started the Couch to 5K. <laughs> I did it. I got the app. And I started Couch to 5K. And if you don't know what that is, it's like for people, I guess, who, and I might be butchering this, but for people who want to start running, but like don't really know where to begin and have no experience running, it's the perfect place to start. So I started doing that. And basically what you do is three days a week, you start out, I think it's, I don't know how many weeks it is. That's my bad. I should have probably looked that up before I started, but... What you do is like every week it gets a little bit more, but you start out the first week I did. I actually have to do my third day still, but you walk for one minute. No, you run for one minute and then walk for 90 seconds for 20 minutes. And it's just supposed to help you like build your stamina. And eventually by the end of it, you'll be able to run a 5K. So that's like three miles, I think. So yeah, and I really am enjoying it. So that's, I guess we're starting my journey as a runner right here, right now. And if I say it publicly, that means I have to continue doing it. And my friend Emma is also doing it with me. So that is helping to have like a buddy to do it, with, you know. But, you know, for someone who doesn't run and thought I was going to hate it and have tried to start this multiple times and I've always hated it, I actually found it quite enjoyable. So I'm excited to to keep that going and we'll see just how amazing at running I become. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't really think I don't really I don't really know what's in the cards for my running journey, but I'm just happy to have gone past two days of couch to 5k (laughs) because I really have never been able to get past the first day. So now I've gone two days under my belt. So you could say that I'm kind of just like a star athlete and amazing runner. So that's exciting. So, a little bit of a crazy week, was feeling kind of anxious, but did exercise every day and try to take care of myself. So, I think that helped in one way or another. What else is going on this week? I mean, I feel like it was just kind of like a nonstop week in this house, but you know what? It's the weekend. Cheers to the freaking weekend. I drank to that. Yeah, yeah. Do you like that? Yeah, it was a great week. That's a lie. It was a busy week, kind of stressful, kind of overwhelming, but we made it through. And that's all that matters. And now it's the weekend, and it's going to be a fun weekend. So that's that. That's the update on my week. And my life. And I was supposed to record this podcast yesterday, but it would have been miserable. So here we are today, much better. Now, I do have some pop culture things to talk about today. And I have them on the cards. And I'm really hoping to talk about some certain things. So I'm going to see if I get it. We'll see. And if not, I'll probably just talk about them anyway. Okay. Mixing the cards up, mixing the cards up. But that one doesn't have anything on it. Some of them are blank. Oh, this one has something on it. I can feel it. Oh my God. Wow. Actually, I'm really excited. I just pulled that. It says Taylor Swift. And do you know why it says Taylor Swift, ladies and gentlemen? It's because Taylor Swift announced that she is coming out with a new album, and it's just kind of shaken the world. <laughs> Or maybe just my world, but I feel like everybody is talking about it right now. And I am personally very excited. She announced it at the VMAs. And the VMAs, Taylor has a lot of history with the VMAs, as we know. That's where the Kim, and, or that's where the Kanye thing happened. And she just kind of like, like, Everything seemed like it was a little bit of like a callback to that. And also just, I mean, it just everything seems planned, you know, and we'll get into that in a second. But she announced that she is coming out with a brand new album called Midnight's on October 21st. And it's just like so, so exciting. And there has been a lot of speculation about what this album is going to contain and be about and all of this stuff. And listen, I have said it before and I'll say it again, huge, huge, huge Taylor Swift fan. I have been since I was a young teenager. I'm a basic bitch. Oh my God. I have always loved her and I literally always will. Okay, so that's what I have to say to start out. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like, there's other people who definitely take it to the next level and love her more than me. <laughs> and then those people are the ones that are doing all the like Easter egg hunting and trying to find out what's going to happen when and what this means and, and what she's hinting at here and what she's doing there. And on, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It stresses me out <laughs> so much. Because it's like, if some of this shit is true and she's been planning these things like years in advance, trying to even figure out how someone's brain works that way stresses me out. And it's insane. And she's a genius, obviously. Like, I already know she's a genius. But if some of this shit is true, it's like, holy crap. Holy crud, Taylor. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Holy crud. What the fuck? That's insane. (laughs) That's how I feel watching these fucking TikToks that you guys are making. Not you guys, but like the people that are making these like Easter egg TikToks. It's like, okay, can't we just like let it happen as it happens? I don't know. It just stresses me out. Like, remember when she just used to come out with stuff and then we were like, oh my God, how could we have missed that? I kind of miss the like ignorance of it all. I miss being surprised. Oh my God. Sorry, the cat just jumped off my lap. I just miss like being surprised after the fact and being like, wow, I cannot believe she hinted at that two years ago and none of us knew. If we all start figuring it out, there's gonna be nothing left to look forward to, you know? Like, I want to be surprised. Sure, it's fun to think of all these theories and stuff and if, if I'm, I'm looking at them, okay? I'm watching these videos. They're all super interesting and super smart. But it's just like, I still want to be surprised and I feel like we're not allowing her to surprise us anymore. I like trying to figure the shit out after it comes out, not before, because it leads to like disappointment. It leads, I don't want like her to feel pressure. <laughs> okay. Think about Taylor for once. I don't want her to feel pressure. And I just like want, I feel like we're, we're starting to like set our expectations too high and I think she'll always meet our expectations because she's brilliant and genius and perfect and I love her. But like, I think that we need to relax a little bit. Let's just like, sure. It's amazing how many times she said, she said midnight <laughs> in all of her albums leading up to this moment. And if, and if she did that on purpose, that's unbelievable, truly, and amazing. But like, let's just wait and see, Okay. Because everybody's stressing me out a little bit. And like, it makes me feel like I'm not doing too much as like a normal fan. Like, I don't know. I just like, I just, I just want to enjoy it. And I'm, we're obviously going to, but I don't know. That's just how I feel about the whole thing. And I um, can't wait for midnights. I feel like it might be a little sad which as I mentioned last time, I do love sad music. So I would be totally fine with that. I'm really, really excited. I don't know if someone has talked about this or not already. I'm sure they have. But like, have, has she written these songs recently or has she written them during all of the other eras and they're all coming together to form one album? Like, has she written them throughout her life? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Or has she said that? See, maybe I'm a bad fan or maybe I'm a normal fan. Actually, who's to say what's normal and what's not? I'll well, just trying to get by, whatever. Either way, I'm fucking excited and it's going to be brilliant as always. And I love you, Taylor, very much. So thank you for making music and existing. And if I ever met Taylor Swift, I I'd probably start immediately crying. That's all. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else. (laughs) I'd probably just like cry and say thank you. And that's it. Like, I've thought so much about like what I would ever say to her. And the only thing I can come up with is thank you. Pathetic. But yeah. Anyway, so that's my thoughts on Taylor Swift. I'm so freaking happy that I pulled that card. But there is one more thing I want to talk about pop culture wise. And do you guys know what that is? It goes a little something like this. Shia, Shia. (laughs) Yeah, we got to talk about it. The Olivia (laughs) Wilde. Shia, Shia. Sorry, I just look so sweaty. I just got off the horse. (laughs) Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The video that Olivia Wilde sent to Shia LaBeouf telling him that she's not ready to give up on, on him leaving the movie. And that Shia, the... Shia. I can't say Shia now without thinking of the opener of that video, but she basically sent him a video. So sorry, I'm getting all jumbled just because of the Shia Shia of it all. But so here's what you're going to learn about me and pop culture is that I know like the gist of everything that's going on, but I always just do a little bit too little of research and maybe doing this podcast, I'll have to change that. But so basically... Olivia Wilde's new movie that Harry Styles is in and Florence Pugh are in comes out October 21st, which is also the same date as Taylor Swift's album comes out. And I saw a tweet that was like Taylor Swift's album comes out on October 21st, same day as the Harry Styles movie. And it's a really big day for annoying people. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that's true. And I'm, and I'm one of those annoying people and that's okay. Anyway, so That movie comes out, Don't Worry Darling, I think it's called. But originally it was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf in that movie. And Olivia Wilde came out and said that she fired Shia LaBeouf from the film because his acting methods weren't cohesive to the way she directs something like that. The ethos on set or something of that wording. And she did this interview with Variety take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt because I don't know if it's 100% true but she didn't interview and it was a great interview and everybody loved it and she was basically saying Shia wasn't the right fit for the movie and blah, blah, blah and they always wanted it to be hairy and all this stuff, I think. (laughs) Allegedly. So then Shia LaBeouf writes in and is like, he writes to the magazine that, or to the people who posted that same interview and he was like, that's not true. I quit and then he sent all the receipts and one of those receipts was this goddamn video that I haven't stopped thinking about since I watched it and I've watched it many times many times because I think it's one of the cringiest things in the world. Let's kind of like just go through it It starts out with starts out strong with Shia Shia. Okay. Okay. And I don't know why that resonates so much with me, but I just immediate, immediate cringe right off the bat. So she does the Shia Shia. And she's like, sorry, I'm so sweaty. I, she's driving, first of all. Like, you could have just waited. <laughs> like, or sent a voice memo? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like or just like not done any of this, but that's, it's a little late for that now. So... then she's like, sorry, I just got off my horse. So I'm kind of sweaty. And she's like, but I'm not ready to give up on this. And I think this is going to be a little wake-up call for Miss Flo. (laughs) In reference to Florence Pugh. And I mean, it just sounds really like condescending. And it just is like, it's just kind of like icky, the video. Like it just feels like she's kind of like shit talking and she's like, she really needs to step it up. She says something along those lines. I'm not really sure, but it it makes it seem like Florence Pugh is the problem here. But like, I don't really think that that was the case. And I think that Florence Pugh is probably not very happy about everything that's come out about this. And also like, she hasn't promoted the movie that much. She's not doing any press for it anymore besides I think the Venice Film Festival. And I, it's like, it's just, it's just kind of like, I would not be happy if I was her either. Like, it just is condescending, it seems like. And then she's like, can you give us another chance? Or she says something along the lines of like, for me, for us, or for you, for us. I don't know. Like, begging him to come back to the movie, basically. And it just, the video is so cringy and like, icky. But so fucking funny to me, for some reason. Because Well, it's not that funny because she's kind of like, it, it sucks. For Florence Pugh. And I like Florence Pugh a lot. So I'm team flow. Let's. let's I think. Like miss flow. Was so just like condescending and gross. So I think we need to like. Take back flow for ourselves. We need. What's the word I'm looking for? We need to like. Make flow ours again. Because I'm team flow. And you really hate to see all this happen, but the Shia Shia is absurd. And those are my thoughts on the Shia Shia scandal with Olivia Wilde. Team flow. Anyway, sorry, I did not mean to absolutely go off like that, but did I really go off also? <laughs> like, no, I just kind of like... Told told you guys st- st- stuff that you already knew probably, but that's that. Now we are going to do a little bit of story time. This is our last story time. Getting questions that I got off Instagram from you guys, and next episode we will start our voicemail, which is very exciting. So you'll be able to call in, and leave a voicemail about a certain situation, and then I can give you some advice, which I'm really excited about. And. I, these are kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if the the answers will be that long for these, but let's begin our first story. Advice on bringing home a boyfriend slash partner for the first time. That's exciting. I think that when you bring someone home for the first time, it's like always a little bit nerve wracking and everybody's families are different. But I think that like you need there's always so much pressure on it. And a lot of times in most situations when there's too much pressure on something, it doesn't turn out the right way. Like not that it doesn't turn out the right way, but there's, along with pressure, comes like expectations and nerves and everything seems like more of a big deal than it actually is. And so I feel like what you need to do is take a deep breath and give like your family some grace and give yourself some grace and give your partner some grace because it's a lot of pressure for everyone. If they're acting like kind of weird and like maybe a little nervous or like quiet, that's okay. It's the f- their first time coming home with you. It's nerve wracking. Like you have to, you can't get mad at them for not acting how you expect them to act. I do think before you go, you enter the situation, like on your way there or whatever it is, like kind of explain how your family is, your family dynamic. What is a joke? Because like I, I think sometimes like maybe a parent will make a joke and the partner doesn't know that it's a joke and then that's all they think about for the next However long and it becomes a whole thing, but it doesn't actually have to be if you warn them like oh my dad might make a joke about this But I promise he jokes around about that kind of stuff all the time Don't take it personally Or I don't know. I just I think like explaining how your family interacts with one another Interacts with other people I think explaining all of that is really important And it is kind of like vulnerable and scary to do, but I feel like that's really important for your partner and you to be on the same page going in and how you interact with them too. Explain that to them. Like, I feel like explaining the dynamics between everyone is really important. And then doing the same with your family, being like, I'm bringing this person home. I really like him. He's a little sensitive about this or he may be quiet at first. And like, if you guys, if if there's something that you're worried about happening... I think like you should voice that instead of just hoping it doesn't happen because like at least someone had a warning, you know? But I will say like first impressions are important, but like relationships grow with time and maybe he'll like, maybe your partner will be quiet at first, but they'll get more comfortable. Your family will get more comfortable. It will all like start to figure itself out. So don't put too much pressure or like, like give it a few times for them to be around each other before you like think that things aren't going to work out or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I think if something goes wrong or it's kind of awkward at first, you're like, okay, well, maybe it's just, maybe it's just not meant to be, or maybe he's not the right person or blah, 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 blah. But like, just give it some time. It will be fine. And it's exciting. It's exciting that you found someone that you want to bring home. You know, think about it that way. And just relax Everything will be okay Keep the conversation open And talk to everyone before entering the situation And it will all be great I promise Okay, next step Almost just burped into the mic Really gotta work on that I'm in a relationship that's going through a rough patch And have been leaning on my friend for occasional support Tonight when I mentioned being annoyed over something with him She immediately raised her voice and asked why I keep talking about it and not ending our relationship and demanded an explanation. I was hurt because I'm always there for her. Now I'm uncomfortable talking to her about things. Okay. This is really tricky because it's just like friend stuff like this is hard because your friends are the people that you should go to for this kind of stuff and when you do something for someone, you expect them to do the same for you. And unfortunately, that is not always the case. And just because you act a certain way towards a friend does not mean that they will be the same way back towards you always, which sucks, but it's the truth. I do think that having a conversation with her kind of like not apologizing because you didn't really do anything wrong, but just being like, Hey, I know I've talked about this a lot to you recently. And it's just because I feel like I can. And I know it's probably a lot. And I know that like, it's all consuming and that's trust me. Like, trust me. I know because it's all consuming for me in my mind. That's why I have to talk about it so much. And I just want you to know, like, I really appreciate you being there for me. And like, I think a lot of times, like, if someone is just like stuck on a certain situation and that's all you're talking about in your friendship, like maybe she just feels like not appreciated or whatever it is, like maybe just let the person know that you appreciate them listening to you. And, you know, it's not really fair for her to react that way and demand an explanation from you when you clearly don't. Really know what's going on in your relationship. And you could just say something simple like, I don't have an explanation. And that's why I talk about it so much, because I'm just trying to figure it out. And when I say things out loud, it helps me try to get to that explanation. And I know it's probably annoying for you to be my sounding board, but I really appreciate you being there for me. Just a little gesture like that, I think, could go a long way. There doesn't need to be a whole like, well, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. And now I expect it back. Like, I, try to keep that stuff out of it and just like let the person know like that there's a little self-awareness that you know that 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 this has been all consuming and that you appreciate them being there but if this continues to be a pattern like if you feel like she doesn't have the same patience for you and your situations that like that you have for her I think that's a that's a fucking tough realization to come to but I think that maybe you know that she's not the person you can go to for certain things. And that's okay. That's a learning curve. That's a learning experience. Like you have to find out who those people are for you. And if she's not that person, she's not that person and that's okay. You'll find someone else who is. But I would say like, maybe let her know that you appreciate her listening to you. And if you try to talk to her again about something and she jumps, Maybe she's not maybe she's not that friend and it fucking sucks because you've been that friend for her and I know that that I know that that sucks but It's okay not every friend needs to check every box and I feel like You can have certain friends who are good for certain things And if she's not the kind of friend who who you can go to That's okay You don't need to completely rule her out of your life But you just don't need to go to her anymore because she doesn't make you feel heard or seen or good So you don't need to continue having her try to be that friend because that's not who she is as a friend. And that's okay. Everybody has their different strengths and friendships. I hope that makes sense. Last but not least, being friends with someone after dating when you're probably always going to be into them. I am rotting. Oh, no. Okay. I... I'm so sorry that you're feeling this way cuz it's just the worst feeling ever. I know that. You can't just immediately go from dating someone to being friends with them. I do you like absolutely need time to heal. And the only way you're going to get that time is if like they're not in your life. I think there's always a little period of time for the most part. Well, maybe not for the most part, but I feel like having a little period of time where you're like kind of talking to that person that you just ended things with is totally normal. But then it just kind of dwindles away and then you need the like distance. You can't just like hang out with them the next week because it's just not healing. And you need that time to heal. And it might seem like, I feel like a lot of times people are like, I'd rather have them in my life than not have them at all. And it's like, okay, but that's just really not, fair to you. And you need to think about yourself in these situations and you need to heal first. And it might seem harder at first to not have them in your life at all. But having someone around constantly who you wish you were dating, that you're not dating, is really tough mentally and emotionally. And so I think that you need to like let yourself grow and get to a good place again. And then you can try to have them in your life again. But you need to, you need to work on yourself first and like find the peace within yourself to know that why it didn't work out with that person before you can be friends with them. So that's my advice. Everything's going to be okay. Seriously, I promise. Okay. And there's our story time. Sorry, I felt like I needed a little song to close that one out. (laughs) Okay. Last but not least, my favorite time, our journal time. And I have the cards right here. And we are going to mix them up. I'm going to pick one randomly. (music) Thoughts about the best superpower. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What do I think the best superpower would be? I think the best, mm, I think the best superpower would be to be able to read people's minds. Because I like to know everything. Like I'm the kind of person that like, I want to know every single detail about everything and then I can sleep at night. So I feel like if I could read people's minds, like. That would answer a lot of like, that would put my mind at ease if I knew exactly what people were thinking. Because like, if I try to like, when I start to imagine what people are thinking, like my mind takes me to insane places. So if I could just read people's thoughts and know what's going on immediately, I think that would really like help me personally. So that is why I think that reading people's minds would be the best superpower for me. I do. I do have a high respect for invisibility. I also think that would be a good one. So like, I do want to know everything and what's going on in people's minds. But if someone is like talking about something and they don't know that I'm in the room and they probably wouldn't say it if I was in the room, I don't know that I want to be there for that. But I guess that kind of is the same thing as reading someone's mind. So I don't know. I don't really know. I guess invisibility is a good one. Time travel, I feel a little bit iffy on because, like, I don't really want to go into the future. I don't want to know. I want to just experience it. And going into the past, I feel like could be unhealthy, you know? I just don't think time travel is healthy. So I wouldn't do time travel. What other superpowers are there? X ray vision? That one's creepy. That one's like super unnecessary. Like who needs x-ray vision? Seriously. X-ray vision. Really? What do you need that for? What the fuck do you need x-ray vision for? You could literally just like open the door. Is it just to like be creepy and look past people's clothes? So that's all I have to say about that. And those are my thoughts on best superpower. I'm going to do one more because I just want to. And then we'll have to say goodbye, unfortunately. Okay, random, random, random. Here we go. Top 10 list of favorite things that belong to you. (laughs) Okay, my dog, my two kittens. So that's three. I would say like anything I have that was my grandma's because having little pieces of her with me Always makes me feel really happy. And I like to have her with me. I have some books that were my grandpa's. He, got, he had like a whole collection of books made and like bound really nicely. And they were in his office and I was like obsessed with them when I was a kid. So those, I would say my car so I can drive around and like see people. That's 5 Also, my brother told me that I have to list my top 10 favorite things from 10 to 1 and I fucked that up again. So, oops. But that's five. My computer, I guess. And I don't know if that's just because I just was looking at it. My camera so I could talk to you guys. This ring that I wear on my middle finger. My parents got this for me as a birthday gift when I was 14 and I have never taken it off. Like, Sometimes I take it off to like shower or something, but like I always, I wear it every single day. I have worn it every single day since I was 14. Like it has literally been with me through all of high school, all of college, after college. It's literally been with me through everything and I love it. So my, my ring on this finger, my silver ring, my engagement ring, obviously, that's an important one. How many things is that? Is that enough? something else. My bed and my pajamas, (laughs) my robe. There we go. Those are my top 10 favorite things that belong to me. So there you have it. There you have it. And that means circle time is coming to an end when we finish journal time. But one more thing, don't forget, we have, oh, our words of wisdom that I accidentally just wiped off the whiteboard. So I wrote it out on a whiteboard because I thought, what the fuck? That's perfect for circle time. And today's words of wisdom that I'm going to leave you with are, talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. That's incorrect grammar. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence win championships. Michael Jordan. And like, it's so true. It's not all about talent. You have to learn how to work as a team and be a good teammate. Oh my God. I cannot fucking burn me. I'm so sorry. Holy crud. What the fuck? And be a good teammate. And that is really like how you get far. Talent is not all that it takes, it's about being a good person, a good teammate, and using your intelligence, which you all have. So that's that. Thank you, Michael Jordan. And thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Circle Time. I seriously love you guys so much and really, really appreciate you listening. Make sure to give this a five-star rating and a nice little review. And yeah, thank you. And there's a YouTube channel out now with the video. So go check that out on YouTube, Circle Time with Kelsey Kreppel. So yeah, thank you all for listening. I love you all so much and I will talk to you next week. Love you.